0: Chatters, I'm Nat,
1: and I'm Cat, and welcome to the Crime Chat. Yeah. Yay! I am your forensic femme fatale, and Natalie is your true crime addict connoisseur.
0: We are just two girls who accept that we are not serial killers, and that is our story. And uh, girl, I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to basically. it. Basically, I'm not a serial but, killer. No, I'm not. A no evidence no evidence (laughs) (laughs) um we are obsessed however with dark crimes evil minds and occasionally the unknown
1: yes and happy new year's chatters yay Yay. happy new year's happy holidays yeah here is your disclaimer the following crime chat contains adult content and descriptions of potentially violent scenarios listener discretion is
0: advised You have been warned, and today's crime chat, uh, before we get into it, have you done anything over the holiday? I have enjoyed doing nothing,
1: (laughs) to be honest. I was Christmas Day, my husband was on shift, oldest son went to his dad's, mother-in-law was on a trip, and she was gone. I sat in my PJs, and I did nothing but watch Discovery ID all day. Anything good? Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a bunch of, like, the same kind of, like, forensic files type stuff that I've seen, you mm-hmm. know? But I will tell you, I watched Very Scary People with the very hot Donnie Wahlberg hosting. Ooh. And he did an episode on Jim Jones and the massacre in Jonestown. And it was probably the best documentary really uh, that I've seen of the uh jim jones and all that they had his son on there they had a couple survivors on there and it was a two-part series mm. it was a two episode one and i think it was in the first season so if you get a chance to watch it uh not sponsored by cnn or hln however it was a great it was a great uh, document it was a great series and description and, and good explanation about like factual stuff like what really happened and it was just crazy right did you know it was, like, almost, or over 900 people? That's yeah. A, that's a lot. And they first thought maybe 250, 300 people, and then it was four, 500 people. But when it came out, it was over 900 people were killed. Yeah.
0: That's insane. And when you see, like, the, the pictures. Oh, heartbreaking. The right. screenshot when they were flying above, mm-hmm. and you just see dead bodies. Everywhere. Horrible. Yeah. So many people drank the Kool-Aid.
1: Yes, yes, yes. But I will also tell you for Christmas, I did score pretty big. You see it kind of behind me here for those who are watching on our YouTube or on our Patreon video. Like, Mm -hmm. I got like six or seven true crime books, like, just about prolific serial killers and. the crime stories that you didn't know about, and then I got what's called uh, Mystery Murder in a Box, which is kind of like the hunter-killer, like a subscription Mm kind of thing. And haven't done it yet, but my husband and I are going to do it tomorrow.
0: (laughs) So we're going to sit down
1: and play our game.
0: You were a good girl this year. I tried. Or you're really bad because you got old Murder Mystery.
1: (laughs) He is is very supportive in all the things. He got me a new mic, a new camera for the podcast. He got me... You know, a the, the couple books and just really spoiled me. So what about you? How was your holidays?
0: Girl, so I I made some – well, I ate too much. Oh, yes. So went uh, to my family's house. We had a traditional Italian Christmas Eve with the seven fishes.
1: <gasps> yeah.
0: Cool. And, and there is a recipe that is, like, handed down in my family, which is these stuffed artichokes. Mm. oh my god it went from being a normal artichoke with some breadcrumbs and garlic and like sauteed and stuff and then it became this explosion because the breadcrumbs are so good mm. that we overstuff them and they're just amazing but we have them once a year i it, you just gain 10 pounds looking at the thing it's so good that's so that's um, funny that's
1: what i was telling my husband i said um i said i've got a an answer kind of already pre-gamed as to if somebody asked me, Hey, what did you get for Christmas? Fat. I got fat. I got fat. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that today to a coworker. And he's like, I couldn't tell. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just a nice guy response.
0: <laughs> so now what are you planning for New Year's? We were going to have a
1: New Year's Eve party, but we ordered a kitchen table that hasn't come in yet. It's delayed and we were trying to have it in time and we're like, we can't do it without having a table. So right. I think we'll just have like a, just a New Year's party, but after like sometime later in January, after our table gets here. Okay. Um, but this is also, so this is going to be coming out after mm-hmm. the New Year's. I'll have to follow back up yes. with you and let you know what happened.
0: After the hangover, after Ugh. after recovery. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm going go yes. to go uh, to, this year I'm going to go to um, downtown Sarasota and watch the pineapple ball drop. Yay. I Can't love wait. that. can wait. And I will take i uh, I'll take some live video and post it on the yes. Prime Chat Facebook. Yes. Do that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, and then one, one of my resolutions, just so you know, is I'm going to start using solo cups for everything that I do. <laughs> like, every time I drink something. So right now, I know, like, you have to watch the YouTube, but, like, right now, I have a solo cup and I have wine. Red solo cup. That's right. I'm, I'm done watching washing dishes. I'm
1: done. I'm holding on to Christmas with my, one of my <laughs> Christmas wine glasses. So.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like, that's that sounds like a lot of fun. Yes. It really does. And one, one year, we'll celebrate together. Absolutely. Next year. Yes. Yeah. It next year let's do it
1: maybe we can go live and do a live new year's let's do yeah, it let's do it <laughs> so we've got a mystery today we've got quite quite the mysterious story
0: yes and before you jump into that i did when you told me who you were who you were focusing on mm-hmm. i did do some research and of course i went down a rabbit hole and um i did some homework on the origins of your topic Yay! So I figured I'd just like put some, I don't know, some facts out there about uh, something that technically is in every one of our lives. I mean, we can't avoid it. It's there. You're doing somebody who's pretty epic. I can't wait. I cannot wait.
1: And it's crazy is the name, her name, Mm -hmm. isn't as known as what she did, which is crazy. Like right nowadays, we think about the name. And, you know, yeah. if somebody did something, but, oh my gosh, I mean, it's 2022, this was been, like, 400 years ago?
0: Crazy! Yeah. Let's be honest, the reason why we're so familiar with this name is because of Bailey Sarian. Yes. Go, girl. With Aqua you know, so she, she's she got a catchy name, mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a, but when you, think, it's not just about the name, because the story behind it is just so amazing, yeah. and we don't. We don't know enough about it right? because it's so long ago, but I'll tell you what, there isn't one person that knows me who doesn't know who Aqua Tafana is. (laughs) When somebody pisses me off, I'm like, yes,
1: (laughs) Aqua Tafana. Got my husband even saying it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a movement. It is. So now I want to give you some facts. You ready? Yes. Okay, so the word cosmetics is derived from Greece. Okay, it's a mm-hmm. Greek word and it means cosmos. Okay, not the drink, <laughs> not the drink. Okay, um, we're talking about makeup right now, but the but yeah, cosmos. I wonder where that drink comes from. I well, wonder if that's Greek too. You know, what? we should do an episode on uh alcohol.
1: I think it's because it's out of this world.
0: That's right, it's that's right.
1: Cosmo, <laughs> cosmopolitan, um, it,
0: cosmopolitan. That's yeah. it, it means the technique of dress or ornament. Mm. Also means of the world or worldly. That's pretty interesting. Do you ever wonder where makeup started? Uh, Sure, yeah. I mean, it's hard to kind of pinpoint where it started, right. but you know it's been around for eons and eons. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the history of cosmetics spans over 7,000 years.
1: Wow. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I guess as long as there's been humans
0: mm-hmm. after the whole
1: Adam and Eve thing. <laughs> where, yeah. where people were starting to have like you know wanting to attract the other person and be shameful of their bodies and wanting to make themselves look pretty yeah right. i mean i guess i could i could see
0: that where it goes basically to the dawn of time yeah. yeah well i mean think about it makeup there i mean they think it started about 7000 7, years ago but it has impacted every society on earth Okay, that's pretty significant. Um, Cosmetics are even mentioned in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Like, it goes back. Early on, makeup was more of a significance beyond beauty. It wasn't just used for beauty. It was used for um, more of, like, a ritual for cultures to, like, paint their face with clay, Mm -hmm. dried plants, flowers to convey messages and values within their communities. And I can see that. Sure, yeah. It was like a language of symbolism. Yes. it's like you know, like when you go into the caves and you would see all these beautiful hieroglyph. Hier- what Hieroglyphic. Hieroglyphics. Is it hieroglyphics. Yeah, and then they. Yeah. I guess they would use the same technique on your on whether on your body or maybe tattoos.
1: Right. Yep. Oh yeah. Let me some tattoos.
0: when considering the origins of cosmetics as we know them today, many would argue that the Egyptians were the first ones to use them based more in beauty.
1: Okay, I could see that. yeah,
0: yeah, so, so I can mean I. think of nefertiti mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. yep yeah. however, there is uh, other, of course, there's alternative facts stating that uh, it's as early as the first millennium BCE. During the Chinese royalty of the Zao dynasty, where women were painting their nails. Mani-pedis, baby. Heck
1: yeah. It is,
0: Yeah. It's, it's, do it up. Listen, mani-pedis, it's, it's a religion. You have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Once you do it, it is hard to stop. And you can't. No. Yeah. No. And the first lipstick appeared in ancient Mesopotamia approximately 4,000 years ago. When women decorated their lips with dust that was made of precious gems. Ooh. I want that. Yeah. Brown's it's precious like, gems.
1: Yeah, the dust. Even the dust, though, like, had to have cut their lips. Like, if you're putting the dust on or something. I think and then when the- beauty, I mean, is beauty is pain. Beauty is pain. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely, <laughs> yes.
0: So I want to go into a couple of facts. Like I want to okay. list maybe ten that are uh, some interesting little facts that I know are not well known. Um, and maybe mm-hmm. you know during uh, a festive Christmas dinner, you can mention them. I don't know. You can do whatever sure. you want with them. <clears throat> um yeah. So
1: little nuggets, little, little nugget nuggets, beauty.
0: little nuggets. Uh, So, in England, during the rule of Elizabeth I, people believed that lipstick ward off death. Oh. Yeah. Queen Elizabeth believed lipstick had life-saving powers when she died. She had nearly a half an inch of lip rouge on her lips.
1: That's a lot.
0: Yeah, like layered on. Looking good for death, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Work it. Work it. (laughs) Um, actually, the church got on board as well, and they deemed it sinful, of course. Of course. Parliament declared that using lipstick was to deceive an Englishman into marriage and was punishable by law.
1: Look, men do that now, like, because you've got your profile picture up, Mm -hmm. right? You're like, hey, um... That's not what you looked like online. Right. It, it's like the deceit because you've got all this makeup and there's filters and
0: there's all these things to make yourself just look gorgeous. Right. So basically, it's like the beginnings of catfishing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number two. Also, well, still. I mean, Elizabeth the first. I mean, she was a. She put a lot of makeup on. We all know who she was. Um, Mm -hmm. But during her era, she really explored what they can do because I think she put so much of that white pigment on her face because one, Mm -hmm. she was an unmarried ruler. Right. So she had a lot of backgrounds of why she did that, whether it was because she didn't want to get married or maybe because she wanted to be something that men felt that they couldn't touch and they had to admire from afar. I can understand mm-hmm. that. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get chills just thinking about her. Well, I mean, that's but it's lonely at the top, mm. you know. Always, always. Um. So back then, during during her reign, women would share shave their hairlines to to have a bigger forehead. So mm-hmm. I guess foreheads were sexy, like a mm-hmm. big look at all this, like a thick head, like <laughs> look at like all, all this, appears. girl, all that. <laughs> Um, They would use arsenic and lead to keep their skin looking super, super pale.
1: We're going to actually get into a little bit of that. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yes.
0: Number three. Now, men. Men got into it as well. During the Roman Mm -hmm. era, men would paint their lips uh, to indicate their social rank. Um, Let's say the beginning of drag. Oh. Yes, queen. I mean, RuPaul would probably be an emperor at this time. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Number yes. four, ingredients for blush, lipstick, or even dyeing your hair were made of ground mm-hmm. beetles, leeches mm-hmm. in vinegar, egg whites, beeswax, plant extract, or arsenic. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, right? Yep. How do you yep. come up with ground beetles, though? Like, how does somebody just come up with that?
1: What I just pictured in my head mm-hmm. was you're like... Ooh, it's a bug, smush. And then you see all this color go everywhere, and you're like, ooh, I'm looking for a new color. That's the perfect shoe. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, a lot of the things that we have has come by accident. Yeah.
0: Like, that's true. It's been just
1: discovered by. Oh my
0: God. Ugh. <laughs> um, in the past, women would use ingredients to cure freckles, such as fresh urine and crocodile fat. Oh gosh.
1: Yeah. I know. I mean, it, it. Oh god! It just brings peeing on
0: yourself to a whole new level. I know. And they probably weren't <laughs> peeing on themselves. They're probably buying it from like apothecary or something. Apothecaries, yeah. And it was yep. somebody else's urine. Ooh, I want that good urine. <laughs> not that good urine. <laughs> I want that top shelf urine. <laughs> I want that nobleman urine.
1: Crocodile fat, though. That's interesting too. I. That's the first time I've heard of crocodile, crocodile fat. crocodile
0: fat. Number six, L'Oreal is the largest. Cosmetics Corporation in the world. They're sold to one hundred and thirty countries.
1: I believe that Isn't crazy. I believe that, yeah.
0: Um, oh, here's a here's a fact that I didn't know. Gwen Stefani, okay. along with Urban Decay, was the first um celebrity to create a collection with the brand. I didn't know that. And she said, "She's just a girl." She's just a girl. <laughs> Hi, just a girl. <laughs> Look at that queen. Yeah. Look at her go. So, uh, number eight is okay here's a big one the annual global beauty industry brings in mm-hmm. for makeup alone just makeup 18 billion perfume 15 billion hair care 38 billion and skin mm-hmm. care 24 billion amazon wow. is sitting quite pretty right now
1: heck yeah because
0: you know so during is l'oreal COVID, yeah <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, no, especially yeah. I mean, I found myself going bye, 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 bye. Mm-hmm. You know, as and I know I wasn't the only one. Yeah.
0: And number nine, the global beauty industry is showing a growth at seven percent a year, which is more than twice the GDP rate in the world.
1: Mm. That's a quite the the spike. You think that is because of COVID? Just because of the growth? Like, I mean, think of all of the multi-level marketing companies yeah. that are out there that are growing. A lot of people are trying to figure out, um, maybe they got laid off from their mm-hmm. jobs. Maybe they were just trying to get some other income kind of working. Then you've got the people who are were fortunate enough to either work for home or still get their income now, still having an income but can't go anywhere or do anything, so they're buying. I think it just kind of matched up in each other. And they it
0: just, I I understand that growth, yeah. Well, you know what I think of when I think of that type of growth during COVID? I'm thinking of all the women and men at home saying, I think I'm going to go blonde. I got (laughs) roots. I'm just going to do my hair. And then destroying your hair I was one of them. I'm like, you know what? I can't go to a beauty salon right now, but I'll just do it myself. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I'm sure, a lot of people went back to their salon and was like, "Can you fix this? Can you fix this?" <laughs> uh, yeah. So I went red. That's right. You looked amazing, red girl. You yeah. look good in any color. Oh, thanks. Oh, and by the way, chatters, we do have a picture of Kat as a young beauty queen on Patreon. I found
1: it. I finally posted it from episode six where we talked about the JonBenet Ramsey case. It was the first time that I mentioned to Natalie that I wasn't a beauty pageant when I was little. As a
0: little... I, I was nine. I thought I was eight. I was actually nine. She, you looked amazing. You're adorable. Oh, so adorable. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So what this number nine fact tells me also is that mm-hmm. something that we all know, women rule the world. Who runs the world? Girls. When it comes to beauty... It's just such a huge industry. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. And the last fun chat fact that I'm going to go over before we get into your story is whale vomit, whale Mm. poo-poo, yeah, yeah, Mm. gross, two disgusting things, are also ingredients of fancy perfumes (laughs) because it ensures that the fragrance is lasting longer. That's still going on today.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Poo-poo and vomit.
1: Even have anything to say to that. Like, <laughs> like, I'm gonna leave
0: that to the
1: last, last one. It just it just makes it just brings Moby Dick to no. a whole new level. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> 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 oh so speaking God. of uh, speaking of Moby Dick and killers and all that stuff, like have you ever heard of the ultimate widowmaker? Mostly resembling a slow natural cause of death aquatafauna? literally meaning tofana water, is quoted as the slow poisoning, husband-killing concoction created in Italy in the 1600s. Oh yes, we are talking about aqua tafana. Depending on the dosage and the usage, the side effects caused by this lethal ingredients were just as disguised as the potion itself, which was displayed as perfume or other makeup powder. Here, ladies and gentlemen, we cover our very first segment of Crime and Cosmetics. Woo-hoo!
0: Woo-hoo! I am so excited you're doing Aqua Tafana because basically I think that this woman, if she existed today, would be a
1: billionaire. Yeah.
0: She's brilliant. Aqua yeah.
1: You know, at a, at a glance, t- taking a step back, mm-hmm. should we really be cheering on one of the most prolific serial killers ever? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, not.
0: well, she lived in the 16th century, right? Oh, so
1: the yeah.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, yeah. Chatters, you
1: decide and let us know what you think about mm-hmm. Aqua Tafana. All right, so here we go. We're going to dive in. Okay, so the origin of Aqua right? The history has many, many variations, but one thing is certain it is a deadly poison created in 17th century Palermo, Italy and distributed by, most notably, Miss Julia Tafana. Julia Tafana sold this freedom poison to women who were looking for a way out of these abusive and or adulterous marriages. Women at this time were considered property, and were often auctioned off into marriages, first owned by their fathers and then by their husbands. The only way a woman could remain single is to become a prostitute, but the luckiest would actually be able to be a widow. Are you
0: feeling the eye roll right now?
1: <laughs> In order to escape this physical and sexual abuse, divorce was not an option. So you basically had to go into sex work or be a widow. It was also administered by women to their husbands with those who desired their husbands wealth and not their husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they wanted the inheritance. Right? So this is actually a common nickname for the poison as well, as aqua tafana is the, quote, inheritance powder, end quote, because it was in a liquid form and a powder form. So we'll get into that. And tafana was said to have sold this death anywhere between 30 to 50 years. So there's, and again, the historical documentation isn't very good from the 1600s, like we don't have a very definitive time frame. I saw about 20 years, up to 50 years in my research, so... But basically, it was a poison made mostly from lead, arsenic, and belladonna. That mm-hmm. sound familiar? It's a colorless, tasteless, and odorless, with only four to six drops needed to kill a man and drop him to his knees. Calculated down to a week or even a day of dying, which is amazing <sighs> in the sixteen hundreds. Like you can calculate you're gonna die on this day. But I'll get into it. I'll, I'll get into it a little bit more. The men would be slowly poisoned, giving them time to get their affairs in order. And then also to repent of their sins. So the women, at least, were kind of like, hey, I feel better killing you because you're repenting of your sins and you're sorry for beating the shit out of me for so long. You're going to heaven, so I feel, at least I feel good about that. <laughs> yes. Now, these poisoning side effects included agonizing pain in the stomach and the throat, vomiting, thirst, and dysentery, which is an infection in the intestines, it was said that Tofana helped with the demise of at least 600 men to the benefit of her very satisfied clients. So are you ready for our first Crime Chat fun fact? Yes. There are many theories surrounding the mysterious death of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Yes. One of these theories is attributed to poisoning. Now, almost 150 years after Aqua Tofana creation, Mozart himself was said that he was convinced he was poisoned. On September 6th, in 19- sorry, 1791, during a premiere of his opera La Clemencia di Tito, Mozart fell extremely ill, and by November of that year, he became completely bedridden. The famous composer was suffering from unbearable pain, swelling, and vomiting, and although no official diagnosis was given, he was certainly left for dead, feeling that he was poisoned, and he said, quote, I feel definitely that I will not last much longer. I am sure that I have been poisoned. I cannot rid of myself of this idea. Someone has given me "Aqua tafana and calculated the precise time of my death. End quote. Wait,
0: he actually said "Aqua tefana? Yeah, yeah.
1: And this is wow. like a, like one hundred fifty, almost well, about one hundred fifty years
0: after. Wow.
1: Um, tafana and everything. Yeah,
0: I had no <laughs> idea Mozart said the words "Aqua tefana. He knew he who she was even before the media. Mhm. It was
1: very, it was very popular and very well known by that time because it spread like wildfire.
0: at a girl yeah you go girl
1: now many actually suspected his colleague antonio salieri i think that's his name spelling or pronunciation is fine was mozart's murderer which is i guess his colleague Mm -hmm. his involvement was ultimately ruled out by authorities because mozart's symptoms they determined were not those of a usual poisoning still salieri became ostracized by society due to the widespread rumors other theories also include kidney failure due to undercooked Pork chops that he himself cooked. Mr. Mozart inadvertently poisoning himself in the process. <laughs> okay, but he was only in his thirties. He's like mid thirties when he died, so he was still pretty young. But yeah. So from pork chops to poisoning, we mostly know Julia Tafana is the infamous potion maker. But there are other theories that Julia was not the original creator of this poison. To say documents in the early to mid 1600s were scarce is an understatement. However, as an execution order that was found in historical records, it indicated another female poisoner by the name of Teofania Diadamo, who was executed July twelfth of sixteen thirty-three in Sicily. And there were rumors that Diadamo had an accomplice. So, can you guess who one of the men was that Diadamo was accused of poisoning?
0: Um, I'm thinking probably somebody that's close to her, <laughs> her husband. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, during this time, Sicily was under the Spanish Empire. And they were not the kindest, to say the least, in the Justice Department. So, Diadamo's death was recorded as, quote, Closed and bound alive in canvas sack, Mm -hmm. thrown from the roofs of the bishop's palace in the street in the presence of the populace, end quote. Indicating these men may have been a little offended by her crime.
0: And they wonder why they're getting poisoned. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, crime chat fun fact number two. One
1: of the cities Julia Tafana was known to operate in was Sicily. As you know, a little island off the west coast of Mm -hmm. Italy. Did you know my lineage actually goes back to Sicily? Girl, you may be directly related to Aqua Tafana.
0: Is that what I'm hearing? That's what I hear. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I love the fact my last name is Adams and it was Tafania di Adamo.
0: Oh my God. You may go back to the girl who taught (laughs) Aqua Tafana the ways of Aqua Tafana. (laughs) (laughs) now while
1: aqua tefana made its rounds throughout italy from naples to sicily it is actually most known to be associated in rome this is where we find julia tefana to have led palermo italy which is where she's from and now you may be asking how are teofania diadamo and julia tefano linked Mm -hmm. like how is that possible Mm -hmm. right well it's customary at the time for children of parents with unusual christian names to take those names as their surname or last name. One historian noted that Diadamo was the mother of Julia, and Julia took her mother's first name as her surname, Tafana or Tafani. Oh
0: my God. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I thought that was
1: really super cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what they're thinking is basically like I've seen, I saw some research that showed where Tiafana Diadamo was linked to Julia, but was never really shown. Like, how is that possible? Well, I mean, that totally makes sense if it was customary at the time that you would take your last name would then be the first name of your mother or right. somebody in your lineage. Yeah, so, that makes sense. How did this Tefana Poison Posse disguise their poison? Why? What a harmless skincare and cosmetic product, of course. Julia had been just 13 years old when her mother, Diadamo was executed. Oh. Left as an orphan because mom killed dad, right? She worked in an apothecary as a chemist. Mixing ingredients together to create perfumes and cosmetics. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the ingredients included arsenic, right? Known as the king of poisons in ancient Rome, arsenic caused its victims to vomit and have diarrhea, symptoms that were easily mistaken for other common diseases. A very small dose can be highly toxic and it can either kill quickly or very slowly, depending on the dose and usage and everything like that. Now, arsenic's versatility made it almost perfect murder weapon for years. And it was available by any apothecary shop as a rat poison or even cosmetic to whiten the skin, as you mentioned. And that's probably why Giulia Tafana decided to use arsenic in her concoction. Women who bought aqua Tafana to murder their husbands could always claim it was simply a cosmetic. A believable argument in the Renaissance period.
0: A believable argument today.
1: She's brilliant. She's brilliant. (laughs) It, well, you know, and you think about it, too, you, you mentioned men using cosmetics. Yeah. I mean, during that time, they would whiten, men would whiten their face as well. Think about, like, the more higher status men and families, the whiter they looked, yeah. the less of an impression it made them look like they actually worked outside and, right. you know, everything where the sun would tan their skin. Now we like, Lord, give me a tan big guy. Tan. Yeah, <laughs> I want muscles.
0: I want some olive, you know. Yeah.
1: But then the white whiter the skin, the higher status it was presumed that she had. So mm. men would
0: often powder their faces white. Yeah. But, you know, as far as like arsenic is concerned, I mean, think about even recently, we've had crimes with antifreeze. Mm-hmm. And the company actually had to make it so where it tasted bad because at one point you couldn't taste it. You, you couldn't, couldn't smell taste it. it. And yep. uh, we had women poisoning their husbands then too. Oh, my Lord.
1: Yeah. Well, and even arsenic, right? Arsenic isn't in in rat poison. Mm -hmm. It's common, right? Sold right now. During an autopsy, if you're doing a toxicology, you have to specifically request arsenic or give a justification as to why. It's not not on the regular blood work that's done post-mortem.
0: I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Oh.
1: You have to actually specifically request it.
0: Yeah. Crazy. The more you know, chatters, the more you know.
1: Hey chatters, we have a sponsor. Woohoo! Whoop, whoop, whoop. So today's segment has been sponsored by Fatal Beauty LLC, a vegan, cruelty-free, eco-friendly, and women-owned indie-inspired beauty line. And how fitting, is they have sponsored us for this episode. They have all kinds of cosmetics and accessories, eyeshadows, lips, lashes, brushes, you name it, they have it not only do they have a lipstick shade called belladonna they also have an eyeshadow palette called serial slayer with eye colors such as of course aqua arsenic belladonna thallium ricin and cyanide and with a variety of all these collections to include the collabs with the amazing makeup artist paul dow Natalie, which product do you think is your favorite?
0: Oh, my go-to palette is the Paul Dow and Fatal Beauty Romance palette, which I am wearing right now. I absolutely love it. It's so luxurious and it's got every single color that you could want in that Mm -hmm. palette. I just love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, they're fantastic and you look gorgeous. You can shop now, chatters, at shopfatalbeauty.com using our code CRIMECHAT for 20% off your entire purchase. That's www.shopfatalbeauty.com to earn your discount today.
0: Yes, get yours today. Get your Serial Slayer on. Oh, i to
1: so, uh, one of the other ingredients, belladonna, is one of the most toxic plants in the world. The name itself means beautiful lady in Italian mm-hmm. and is related to the common tomato plant. Did you know that? No, I
0: didn't. And I don't know. Belladonna, is that something that grows wild? Like, is that in Italy? Okay.
1: Yep. 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 It was common out, you know, to be used. Sorry, I burped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it was common to be used, I guess, through... Uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, natural selection, uh-huh. I guess. Uh, they figured out that it was poisonous because I mean it's a berry, and it looks a lot like um, an organic tomato plant. Mm-hmm. And 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 really, tomato is a is not a vegetable. It's a fruit. Right. It's a berry, so it looks a lot like that. But it's it's a dark berry.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: But the liquid would actually be extracted from the belladonna berry for a common use in cosmetics at the time. Women would take one drop of each of the liquid and put it in their eyes, one drop each, to dilate their pupils because at this time it was actually considered attractive in the Renaissance period to have like huge dilated eyes. (laughs) Right? If you see somebody with dilated eyes now, I'm just like, are you okay? Did you get a concussion? (laughs) Anything. Beauty is pain. Beauty is pain. (laughs) pain. And the side effects of this included. Um, an increased heart rate, blurred vision, even blindness, but beauty back then was worth it. Uh-huh. It It still is. (laughs) (laughs) So, however, Julia Tafana's potion, the Belladonna combined with arsenic, killed the victims. And it's no wonder Belladonna's fruit was called, quote, the devil's berries, Mm. end quote. Now, after becoming a widow herself, Julia Tefana opened up a cosmetics business Selling legitimate cosmetics, right? She worked in an apothecary for so many years and kind of grew up doing that. But also those, wink, wink, special products that she would sell. Mm-hmm. She marketed her poison as a face serum under the name Aquatofana, with instructions to apply one to two drops per night. She also sold powdered makeup uh, as men in this age, as I mentioned, often powdered their faces and I also found reference that mentioned it was a face cream or a face oil for women who were, quote, looking to be single again. Oh, a single ladies. So Tafana actually recruited a team of women, whom we assume Tafana was the leader, wherein there were clear roles and responsibilities for her team, her poison posse, mm-hmm. such as shop employees, dispensers, and sellers. And it was said even a priest supplied the gang with arsenic. Tafana screened each of her customers very carefully, ensuring they would be trustworthy with her product and her secrets. Now, while she sold the product to a few men, most of her customers were actually abused women. Tafana personally ensured each of the customers knew how to apply the poison and then how to act as a grieving wife while her husband slowly died, as well as how to act after death, maybe putting a couple of bellies, Belladonna drops in her eyes. Yeah. Oh gosh, I've lost my husband.
0: Oh, she's ahead of her time. Yeah. I'm not saying that murder is okay. I'm just saying that she is ahead of her time.
1: Well, and she even knew that it was so effective. That it wouldn't be discovered in um, postmortem. So she would tell her customers or her clients, Mm -hmm. be very demanding to make sure that a postmortem examination was done because there's been no evidence of it. And they would basically exclude her from any wrongdoing whatsoever because they wouldn't be able to find out. So in one article I found, it said Aquatifana was, quote, administered through some kind of liquid. The first doses included weakness and exhaustion. The second dose caused symptoms such as stomach aches, extreme thirst, vomiting, and dysentery. The gradual decline, however, would give the victim a chance to get his affairs in order, which usually meant ensuring that the soon-to-be widow would be well taken care of (laughs) after his death. And finally, the third or fourth dose administered over the next several days, this man would meet his fate, end quote. I think that wraps it up pretty well. Now, unfortunately, after 20 years of being in the poison business, This trust that she had with her clientele also would be her downfall. One wife prepared her husband's death warrant disguised in a bowl of soup, changing her mind at the very last minute. Just as her husband was about to take his first sip of soup, she begged him not to drink it, knocked it out of his hand. He allegedly then beat her until she admitted that the soup was poisoned. And then she basically turned Julia Tafana into authorities. Now, she actually heard that people were looking for her, so she ran to a covenant, basically for sanctuary, and they hid her. Now, once the ch- what do you mean,
0: like a like a church or yeah. something? Like
1: like a, yeah, okay. the church. So she went there for sanctuary into into a church, so enforcement wouldn't find her there, or at least be able to go in and get her. However. The rumors then began to spill out that she poisoned the drinking water in the town and then she was turned over to authority. rumors. (laughs) Now, Julia Tifana remains just as inconspicuous as her poison. There's no known portraits of her. No known documents to solidify the tales of all the Tefana killings, other than her confessing to over 600 during her, I guess, trial or execution. She was executed in 1659, just shy of her 40th birthday, along with members of her poison posse and even some of her customers or clientele that were either imprisoned or executed as well. They actually executed the ones, the clientele that they did execute were kind of the poor ones and not the more of higher stature.
0: Of course. Of course, and I'm sure her execution was brutal. Yeah. Well, if she, if they got a confession of six hundred men, I'm assuming it wasn't quick.
1: Oh, probably not. There's, I mean, but there is no, no, there's no um like death warrant or anything like that out there that I could find. Yeah. On, we just know that that's what yeah. happened. Yeah. Well,
0: I I'm thinking I'm thinking that men don't at the time didn't want it well known, either because they don't want more women to do it. So, mm-hmm.
1: but as but as you know, 150 years later, Mozart thought that somebody yeah. poisoned him, and he's like, "Ah, Quetafana is surely going <laughs> to be the death of me." <laughs> so, speaking of Julia Tafana, like out in the media and kind of in the pop uh-huh. arena, country star and actress Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland, the country music band Sugarland, uh, has been working on a musical about Julia Tafana. Nettles was quoted as saying. Ultimately, she confessed under torture to aiding the deaths of over 600 men, which seems a bit ambitious, and we all know what a really great way to torture is to get uh-huh. people to tell the truth. In my opinion, she was a liberator of women, end yeah. quote. Nettles has also written 12 songs about Julia Tafana uh, during the COVID pandemic, so I think th- the last I saw of this is that it was still in Okay, the so
0: I don't know who she is, but I am a, right now a supporter, okay. and we are <laughs> going to this musical. Yes! We're going, Okay.
1: So I actually I can't remember where I was. I, w- I was at a concert, some kind of concert or something like that, and somebody was in, sitting in front of me. Turns around and goes, "Have you, Has anybody ever told you you look like Jennifer Nettles?" And I was like, "No, but that's a compliment. She's gorgeous." <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I've never heard of her. Is she? Yeah. She's a country musician. Yep. I've never heard of her. Now I'm looking her up. Yeah. So the
1: band is Sugarland. It's a duo.
0: She's my new best friend.
1: <laughs> she's gorgeous. I love that she just went into Awkward Tafana
0: like that. You know? Mm-hmm.
1: not Well, I mean, she wasn't, it was, she wasn't going anywhere. There wasn't much happening, you know, last year during the pandemic. And so she wrote these songs, and she's working on a musical. She actually is a huge, huge fan of the theater as well. Kat,
0: you do resemble you her. You think so?
1: Chatters. Oh, Chatters. yeah. Chatters, what do you
0: think? We're going to put some. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, Kat's prettier than her, but Aww. I'm going to say that she definitely resembles. Yeah, the eyes. I can see the eyes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, in addition
1: to Miss Tafana herself, um, there was a play from 2018 called Our Lady of Poison, which premiered in Michigan at the Williamston Theater. Joseph Steddlemyer, the playwright author, remarked Aqua as a clandestine merchant's magnum opus, becoming Rome's marquee widowmaker. Now, the director, Shannon Ferriante, also uh, felt the story was parallel to the struggles of women also faced today. It speaks to the way things were. Women were seen as second-class citizens and couldn't achieve justice any other way. And, quote, women had no other options, end quote. I mean, and I could see that. Oh, true. But do we still see the same struggles today as women? I Mm (sighs) mean—
0: No, I think women are so empowered today. I think we have so yep. many choices, and we are so at the. Uh, we, I mean, we still have we still have more to go. Yes, but no. Yes, but then yeah, again, if you think yes. about it, it hasn't been that long, Cat. I mean, we're talking about things were a lot different for our grandparents, a lot different. And when I say grandparents, yes. I mean grandmothers. It was a lot different for them,
1: especially in the working. Like it was completely.
0: Well, nobody was working back then. I mean, grandmothers, my entire yeah, well, uh, family. They, if you had a working wife, you were less. You were a, of less man. You weren't yeah. thought of as a man.
1: And you here here's a, a side cosmetic note. Crime chat cosmetic fun fact. <laughs> So Mary Kay Ash, the founder of Mary Kay Incorporated, Mm -hmm. the reason why she created Mary Kay in retirement is because she retired from her business job because she was tired of getting men promoted over her, those same men that she was training in that job. Wow. She got promoted over, promoted over, promoted over. Right. So she retired. She had $5,000 in her pocket and she made a multi-billion debt-free company. Fifty. Right. Years, some years later. Right. Yeah. So that I mean that's just an example. Whatever. No, but yeah,
0: that that has a lot to do with uh, women who kind of y- you just assume that you're behind the eight ball, and it yeah. I mean, Mary Kay is a huge success story. If you think yeah. about it, it's crazy it what she did. Yep. So with that, Julia Tafana
1: also may be one of the most prolific serial killers of all time.
0: However, some
1: also consider her an angel of mercy.
0: Yeah, I was going to say is she really is she I <laughs> so mean So we have
1: to let ch- chatters, what do you think? Angel of mercy or serial killer?
0: Yeah, I mean right? I I think <laughs> when we speak of serial killers, there there needs to be certain rules in place, like did they did they deserve it? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> And did you, did you beat your wife, like, cattle every day? I mean, who are, what was she doing, really? You know, like, mm-hmm. this is a reason why, like, that show Dexter is so popular, because...
1: And he, he kills the killers.
0: He kills the killers. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But this precise, undetectable killer's reputation remained for many, many, many years into the 18th century, well into the 19th century. While Julia Tafana's name was forgotten, the use of a slow poison in existence today has never been forgotten. Because there's so many out there, right? We just yeah. we talked about the rat poison, the yeah. antifreeze, the yeah, that kind of thing. So what do you think? <laughs> that is the story of Aqua
0: Tafana. Thank you for doing it. Prima cosmetics segment done. Woo! This is a this is something that as women we cannot forget about. Because that is I don't care who you are. I don't care how, what status you have in life. This person, during a time where we had no, no matter where you are in the world, we had no rights. Mm-hmm. We were cattle. You know, and I wonder if she actually, I mean, it,
1: it, there are theories that she practiced her poison on her husband. <laughs> and when. So <laughs> at least she was cooking when, for him. What? <laughs> So when she was executed, her daughter was executed with her. And then, as I mentioned, a couple of her poison posse, potion posse were also killed. So with her daughter, I mean, there's no other lineage unless she had any other kids but again yeah. there's no documentation in that so yeah so crazy
0: crazy story for today yes this is a, an amazing story and this is something don't that... be
1: poisoning nobody that don't need, need poisoning
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> listen i truly believe there's a very valid reason why we know very little about her and i think that was yeah. a very patriarchy a way of handling a woman that is seriously dangerous to men and the way they think mm-hmm. This is yeah. a woman that hell like, you know, was in the open, but yet her purpose really mm-hmm. snuck into your homes and handled you behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I think that scared men because it oh did. my God, what do you mean my judge and it, jury is gonna be my wife? Well that sucks. Well, I
1: mean, the bottles were and I'm gonna put we'll put some pictures of some of these bottles and cosmetic Oh I can't wait to see them. containers, I guess. So there's some there's some drawings and stuff out there. So we'll put we'll mm-hmm. post some of those pictures. But it it looked like it would just be something that would be on a woman's vanity. Like it literally would be hiding in plain sight. And it was just one little sketchy witch that got it. Yeah, that, that,
0: that sketchy that. witch. Who was who is she? Do we know her name? Uh, I think she, So is she? Her name Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry Damn. to all the Karens out Karen. there. It's just a thing. Karen. Karen. Damn it, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we'll put
1: some. We'll put some more facts uh, in that after that. Prime chat. Yeah,
0: and it's With not. I mean, murder is never good, as we know. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think her trying to give us a alternative at the time was very difficult. There was there was mm-hmm. no alternative. If you think about it, it was not just
1: property. You were just and there's I think there is some sort of mentality with that today. Like i married you. I'm, I own you. I'm the bread maker. I'm the one with you. Yeah. Know, but there is an empowering. I want to say trend because it makes it yeah. sound tacky. But like there is that ownership and empowering um, of women in today's society, which is very
0: uplifting. We just need to remember. Relieving. Girls run this motherfucker. We need to understand that. Yes. It's not just a song. It really is the truth. We yeah. bring in the money. We bring... We, we do... Yes. Think about it. Can't have any babies without No. These, you, not this. You can't. Nope. <laughs> and
1: you can't just take it. So.
0: <laughs> oh, my God.
1: That's a crime. I know. And you know what?
0: Yes. And I can't wait because we, we need to have an after the crime chat pretty quick on Patreon because yeah. we've got a couple of things to go over from our last episode. Yeah. The new year... Uh, this episode with the, I can't wait to see the the bottles that you mm-hmm. you collected. I've never yep. seen a awkward fauna bottle. That's-
1: I'll put a side-by-side picture of me and Jennifer Nettles. And you chatters out there, you vote, yay or nay.
0: You, well, you know what? Put Jennifer Nettles and then put a picture of you when you were eight year old uh, eight years old in the beauty pageant. <laughs> my preteen
1: Miss Florida pageant. Nettles
0: does not, cannot stand a chance. I mean, let's face it. Oh, stop. Um, so, but yeah, I can't wait to see what Jennifer Nettles comes up with. Cause that's, I didn't know that. That's pretty yeah. interesting. That's,
1: yeah. I found it just doing my research for the story
0: and I was like, that is pretty cool. Yeah. So. That's very cool. Um, so yeah. So chatters, I don't want to leave you hanging. So check out after the crime chat on Patreon. We will yes. uh, upload some YouTube tidbits on this episode and other episodes. Yeah. And don't don't forget to follow Crime
1: Chat with Nat Cat on Facebook, Instagram, yes. YouTube,
0: Twitter, all your social media needs
1: to see what is coming up.
0: Yes. And also, uh, just so you know, the next episode, we're going to be wearing some of our merch. So take a good look.
1: I'm much in the books. I'm much in the books. Yeah. We got some stuff out there. And um, patreon and i did put it on the facebook page also what kind of merch you would want to see so there's mm. a mug a beanie a hat t-shirt yeah. sweatshirt yeah hoodie. i need something for my stickers call. were huge a lot yeah. of people love stickers so tell us what you want to see what would you like to have as merch we got you
0: yeah and, and it's and it's important for you to kind of shout out to the world that you are a chatter yes we're chatters we're chatters. We're not killing anybody <laughs> we're just talking about them <laughs> for an hour yes
1: yes And our next episode, we do have another special segment. Are you ready for that?
0: Yes, I am. I am. And I I don't want to give too many hints. And I know, like, you don't even know. But we are going to do something that is dark and mysterious. And, um, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun.
1: (laughs) You don't want to miss it. We can't wait to see
0: you guys. Next time in the crime chat. Yeah, so happy new year chatters happy and new year. merry christmas and cheers chatters. Cheers chatters. Cheers bye, bye. Wish Oh. <laughs> Girl. Bye, chatters. bye chatters.